Whatever, dude. Pop that fucking top. And you know what that sound means. It's time for episode six of the Booze and the Lose podcast, baby. The best football podcast, the best sports podcast that you could ever imagine, that you could ever ask for. It's probably the best one you've ever listened to. We don't care about any of those other ones. Listen, my name's Connor, a.k.a. Breezy, a.k.a. Faux Cheesy, a.k.a. Cranberry with Vodka Teasy, a.k.a. I'm mm. sipping on the Burba Derb, Lurba Churb, Burba Curb. You already know who I am. And I'm here with... This is Judge Reese. Man, it never gets old. I promise you that. I promise you that. Listen, you're probably wondering to yourself, wait a minute. Jug usually goes second. Yeah, Jug usually goes second. Usually we have one man in between us. Pause. Um, Resume. Well, I'll let you... I'll let you tell everyone where he's at. Yeah, so the thing about Jug is he had some business in Turks and Caicos to take care of this weekend. Yeah, he had a lot of orphans to save. Yeah, he's um, all you know, the orphans. Drake has spent a lot of time out in Turks and Caicos along with Nav. Nav. Yeah. Nav. Mm-hmm. Navigation. Nah. Um, They've been spending a lot of time out there, and there's just a bunch of orphans left out there. And so he wanted to go and help and really make a difference in Turks and Caicos. So, unfortunately, he will not be making it tonight. Yeah, but we still do have an action-packed episode for you, and that does not mean that he's off the podcast. He will be back and ready to shine and ready to... F y'all up next week, mm. just like always. He's going to hit you ever. with the stats. He's going to hit you with the mats. He's going to hit you with the bats. He's going to hit you with the lats. Spread the gats. Mm. All right, we don't support gun violence on this podcast, Reese. Okay, uh, we need jug bag ASAP. I do. Okay. All right, well, listen, <laughs> uh, since Jug's not here, we can't all do one. We'll do it next week on the podcast, but we will both take a little sip because – for the first time in history of the Booze and Lose podcast, all three of us went over three. All three of us went over one, right? Yeah. All three of us lost. All three of us just... We shit the bucket. We shit the bed. We'll get into why later, though, because... We'll get into why later, because... It's not completely on us. I think we had pretty decent judgment. Yeah, we'll get in. We'll get into everything. You know, we'll get into all of that in just a moment. So we're gonna go ahead, clink it, take a little sip for y'all. Oh, for all y'all saying, "Whoa, why do you just do?" Whoa. I'm drinking Blade and Bow, Burb, Bourbon whiskey straight from Louisville, Kentucky. Shout out Jack Harlow. We're getting him on the pod next. We're not. He's not even a football player. <laughs> what are you sipping on, Reese? I'm trying this uh, Amada Elan D. Reka small batch vodka. Handcrafted in Iceland. Small batch. Iceland. Love yeah. the Icelandians. And guess what? What? It's distilled with renewable energy. Hey, give it up for renewable energy. More specifically, geothermal. Whoa. Yeah. Geothermal, baby. Big words. Geothermal. We really fuck with geothermal energy over here. That's actually how we uh, uh, we support the studio. It's not. So, we took the sip, Reese. What? We took the sip. Took the sip. And now we're going to go ahead and talk about what everyone's going to want to hear. We went over three. Everyone's like, wait a minute. I thought you were the best sports podcast known to man. The best calls. Listen, we made a humble mistake. And I wouldn't even call it a mistake. It was like 78% of America yeah. voted for the Eagles. And you know what? The script doesn't lie. It doesn't. 
Against all odds, oh, the Chiefs. Against all odds, game. Patrick Mahomes' ankle was hurt. Travis Kelsey has a cold. Fucking, uh, fucking my and, Andy Andy Reid has diabetes and gout. <laughs> like, come on, dude. We don't give a fuck. Um, so is that what we're talking about first, then? Yeah, we're talking about the Super Bowl first. All right. Um, I mean, I just. I don't know what to say. I think there there were a lot of plays where you were like, man, if this wouldn't have happened, the Eagles would have won. But I think that's all of sports. Um, I will call out, I hate to be that guy. Once again, I'm pretty sure I said this whenever the Chiefs played the Bengals, actually. So two weeks in a row. Officiating. You need to start calling everything that you call throughout the entirety of the game. It cannot be in the last five minutes of the game in crucial moments. That that was my main thing that I was thinking, because you can blame it all day on, oh, that wasn't holding, and I want to do that. Listen, but it was it was holding. Consistency. It was holding, definitely, right? He grabbed a little bit of his jersey. It was, Maybe not it a was, ton. But that definitely happened during the game. No, I know. Dozens of other times, and, that's and it I, was not called. Absolutely, and that's what I'm saying. So if you're going to call that, right? And probably the most intense moment of the game, it is tied. There is a minute 30 left. And you're going to call a 15-yard penalty automatic first down? On like down? a third down. On a third third down scandal? Huh, Chiefs? Mm. Hmm. Huh. Huh. I've never seen this before. I've never seen that shit before. And then, of course, they just got the shit right in, got a touchdown. Or, sorry, no. Ooh. Fucking, I will give a big props to McKinnon. I think it was McKinnon that had it. I think it. so, yeah. He got a run. Kneeled it right at the three to really ice the game for him. That was a great team play, great captain move. Yeah, um, I'll give him that. Fuck Patrick Mahomes. I can't express how angry it is. It makes me. I just do not. The Chiefs like, won. I, listen, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks. I hate him. I hate him so much. I had all of my marbles on the Eagles. All this aside, though, it was a great game. It was. It was a good quarterback battle. I would agree. I would, uh, it was an entertaining game until the second half of the fourth quarter. Read a, read a really fun stat. Mm-hmm. There are four quarterbacks uh, that have had 300-plus passing yards plus three rushing touchdowns. Really? Jalen Hurt. Or there are four times that it's happened, right? Jaylen in the Hurt, Super Bowl? No, just in general. Ooh. Jalen Hurts has done that twice. He has half of those stats. He actually, in in the main rushing categories for quarterbacks, has the best rushing Super Bowl performance for any quarterback ever. Above Vic? Yeah. He ranked best in, Above, all, ca- in all categories. I don't know, I don't know who else. Was Touchdown conversions, first down conversions, yards, like yards per carry, I don't know, all of them. He was, he was the best. The best. And also, he had a fantastic passing game. I would agree. 300 yards, right? 300-something yards? 300 yards. I think, what, Devonta Smith had 100 yards. I don't know, but that boy, A.J. A.J. Brown, Brown, is a monster. Ugh. Oh, my God. He hit catch after catch that I just I, I started screaming at because they were that good. I started nutting at them. Wow. Yeah. But Mahomes, fuck him. Fuck him. He Great. had an almost perfect second half. Yeah. He he finished the game. Guess his passer rating. Not not QBR. His passer rating. Um, it's in the hundreds. Oh yeah. I'd say over one twenty. Yes, it is. I'd say probably one thirty nine. 
131.8. Fuck! I, I can't remember exactly how far the scale up goes. I think it's like 142 or some shit. But he had Damn a fantastic game. Damn I mean, Jalen Hurts had his best passing game also. He had 103.4 passer rating, which I think was better than all of the rest of his games this season. I think the best one he had was like 98 all season long. So he she produ- showed up to play. Yeah, but his production has been so good all year. Rushing-wise and whatnot. And he still topped it this game. Uh, yeah. And, oh, but they still lost. Oh, the Eagles. Yeah, watch this. Eagles Super Bowl next year, they win. Mm. The Eagles Not have, if the Chiefs are there. It doesn't fucking matter. Chief, uh. Chiefs are going to lose people. Eagles? Keeping a majority of their team. Right? Yeah. They, and uh, they don't know about Jason Kelsey. Yeah, okay, whatever. They lost their center. That's Listen, I love... Center's Jay- pretty major. Listen, I love... Especially for a rushing quarterback. Okay, I love Jason Kelsey. You can pick up a college center and develop him in a summer. That's true. I get it. Fucking offensive linemen are going to be like, oh, I hate this fucking podcast. This shit sucks. <laughs> offensive line is hard. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that that's a bit more important, or that's a bit less important than not having your crucial wide receiver or not having your crucial quarterback or not having your crucial running back, you know? It'd be a different conversation. Not saying it's not a conversation. I made it I mean I downplayed it heavily, but I'm saying it's a lot different of a conversation if you say uh Jalen Hurts is retired. Jalen Hurts is uh, Jalen Hurts is looking for a contract switch or Jalen or um Devonta Smith is trying to switch teams or AJ Browns and Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Or Brandon Graham or the most of their defense. Yeah. CJ Gardner Johnson. And they have they're keeping a lot of them. Yeah. Because they have a Super Bowl winning team. And I I don't think there's a team that's gonna stop them next year. That's my no. er, that's my next year prediction already. That could have been said about the Bills last year, though, also. I, I think that the Eagles go all the way, unless the Packers look good next year. <laughs> all right. With what quarterback? I fucking hope Jordan Love. <laughs> get rid of this. Get rid of the four days in the dark having ass, motherfucker. Listen, <laughs> love him, and he's been great for our franchise forever. But we need to we need to start building up our team, right? He's got a He's got one or two fucking seasons left. Yeah. Well, it's brutal. Yeah. So that's been the Super Bowl. And now we're getting to the part that everyone wanted to hear. I know I know last week uh what did we say we were going to tell them? We had a long list of exciting awards. Awards. And top all of the awards off. We will have the Rumpy Dumpy of the year. Of the year. Which is what everyone has been really Yeah, nobody for. gives a fuck about any of the other awards. These are just lead-ups. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to start with our number one award, the Booze and Lose Slang That Thing QB of the Year Award. Now, Reese, I want to know who you're going to say. All right. This guy, his charisma took him over the top. He's, he's an elite quarterback, don't get me wrong, okay, but okay, okay. His, his charisma took him to the next level. And also my hatred for someone like Patrick Mahomes. 
I know who you're talking about. Who who am I talking about? Does he wear orange? He does wear orange. Does sometimes. he wear black as well? Sometimes there's some stripes on there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and let him know who you're talking about. Mr. Joe Shiesty. Yeah. He 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 had to have that slang that thing, player of the year. He do be slanging it. He was an elite quarterback and a beautiful man. He is pretty hot. I'd say top three hottest quarterbacks. Easily. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is all that. I really don't either. I I wouldn't even put him in the top five. I don't know who's above him necessarily. He he's a handsome dude. Burrow's I definitely above him. Oh yeah. I'd say if And Her- Burrow has the riz. If Herbert's dressed up correctly, I'd put Herbert above him. If Herbert's wearing sometimes, the right outfit, sometimes he catch a good camera if he's wearing, angle. If he's he wearing looks, the, Trevor Lawrence. No. I put Jalen Hurts above him. Trevor Lawrence has a schnoz on. You're right. Him, he does have a crazy ass he's got nose. That snot locker. I'm putting <laughs> Jalen, I'm putting Jalen Hurts above him. Jalen Hurts is also a beautiful man. Um, I cannot lie. I'm putting I might put Kenny Pickett above him. Give him another two years in the league, maybe. You know who else I'm putting above him? Who? I'm putting that boy Tua. I think two is more attractive than two is cute. Yeah, he's a he's a cute motherfucker. Jimmy Garoppolo just doesn't look that good. Jimmy Garoppolo looks like George Clooney if George Clooney had something. <laughs> I could see like Dilf. Yeah, um, maybe like a because yeah. like Uncle I'd fu- I'd like to fuck. Maybe that yeah yeah. I don't think he has any kids. He doesn't look like Dilf. he has kids. His eyes are a little too mean. Yeah. Well, but, you're yeah, not. He's he's not the. You're not gonna like my answer. No, is it? Fucking. Patrick it's Christian Mark. McCaffrey. Oh. One for I do one. Like that one for one. Thirty-four yards. One hundred percent completion rating and a touchdown. That's fantastic. His passer rating one fifty-eight point three. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I'm lying. That's not who I. Hundred percent completion rate. One fifty-one passer rating. Yeah, I chose... Average 36 yards per play. 34. 34 yards per play. It couldn't be anyone else. No. You're not going to like who I have. Uh, we're talking about a record breaker this year. We're talking about the first player as a 23-year-old to have two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, and four Pro Bowls? I don't think he's 24. He's 23. I don't think he's 23. He's 23. Either. Look it up right now. I'll let you look it up. I think he's 25. We're going off the rails this episode. Look up how old Patrick Mahomes is. I think he's 25. This motherfucker is exactly as old as I. As I. What did I do with my life? He's 27. No, he's not, dude. That's a psyop. Pat I told you he's not 22 years old. Oh, he is 27. Fuck. Yeah. Well, he's a fifth-year starting quarterback is what I meant to say. That's where I got my three from. Um, Yeah, I'm going to have to go to Patrick Mahomes. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to get into it because I really didn't want him to win this award. But statistically looking at it, there's really no one else you can get it, give it to. Unless you want to give it to the person with the most completions, which then is Tom Brady. But so. he, he also had the most attempts by... Brady? A lot. Yeah. Yeah, Brady had the most by... I think by 34. If you go by percentage, it's Gino. Mm. 
Just, was Gino, but was Gino's completion percentage that good at the end? He uh, if we go, he, me, he had a sixty nine point eight percent completion. If we go by completion percentage, we're going with Brandon Allen. I'm going on. There has if to be a certain amount of passes thrown for this threshold. To be how thrown. many? I don't know what the fucking ESPN rates it by. Nick Mullins was eighty four percent. Off 25 attempts. Look, this has filters on it. It's Geno Smith, Joe Burrow, Jay Herbo, Matthew Stafford for completion percentage. I just want to point out Joe Burrow is in there for 68.3. All right, so we got whatever, you know. Where's I got Patrick, well, 67.1. 5,200 yards. Terrible. 5,200 yards, 50-something If he didn't have Travis Kelsey on his team, that number would be... 2,000 yards if, lower. If Burrow didn't have Tyler Boyd or uh, Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. That's, you're just naming the entire lineup. <laughs> if we eliminate one singular Jamar player, Chase. he would That's still negative have... 17 touchdowns. He would still have all negative those 17 yards. touchdowns. He has T. Higgins still, at, which as we have discussed would be a wide receiver Who? one. T. Higgins. I'm just kidding. As we discussed, he would be a wide receiver one on any other team. You said T. Higgins. I like the dude. What can I say? All right, so that's who I got. I got Mahomes. You had that boy, Joey Brr. Joey Brr. Joey Brr. So now we're going to move on to the second award. We're going to go on to the receiver, the booze and lose, Moss that toss, wide receiver of the year. Go ahead and give Mm. yours, Reese. I had... uh, I think it was a clear choice that it was Justin Jefferson. Agreed. Yeah. That that that's almost undisputable. I mean, that he he was like the epitome like for Kirk Cousins of fuck it, Justin Jefferson is down there somewhere. He would literally just throw the ball up sometimes, like not even looking. And Justin Jefferson would come flying out of fucking nowhere. And catch it with one hand behind his ball sack. Sidearm. Yeah. He'd fucking just crazy catch it, shit. throw it, and then catch it again. Yeah. Uh, he made some of the most unbelievable catches this year. There were some, as far as just playing catches go, there were some other fantastic ones. Yeah, but consistency. But consistency, it, it has to go to Jefferson. Yeah, I also had Jefferson. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, Jeff- Justin Jefferson... Uh, 1,809 yards, eight touchdowns. Damn, I'm tired. I just ran to the kitchen and back, and I'm already <laughs> out of breath. How many yards? 1,809. My God. Three games he was held under 50 yards, I believe. If he would have played like he did in every other game, in those three games, he would have broken, broken the all-time receiving record. He could have got two. He could have got 2,000. Yeah. That would be crazy. I think he gets it next year. I'll put 20 on it. I don't know. I'll put a dub on it. I don't know. I'll shake your hand on it right now. 20 on Justin Jefferson? 2000? Nah, I'm not going to do that. I already lost enough on the Super Bowl. (laughs) So that was a simple one. The Moss That Toss Wide Receiver of the Year. So now we're going to go for the third award. The (laughs) Bull and the Cheetah running back of the year. The booze and lose bull and cheetah running back of the year. So, were you supposed to choose two different people? No, I just chose one. 
I was just saying because there's there's two different aspects that you could really choose with a with a running back. You could really either choose the bull, which we're looking at like Derrick Henry or yada yada or yada yada, or you're looking at the cheetah, which you're looking at like Christian McCaffrey or fucking someone, you know. So I chose two. I chose a bull and I chose a cheetah, and I also went with two rookies because whoa. Uh, let I me, feel let like me, they deserve let me respect. Take a, let me take a crazy guess. Take a crazy Kenneth guess. Walker. No. Okay. Well, now I'm... What's, what's the cheetah? The cheetah? Yeah. I'm trying to think of where... Is it Damian Pierce? No. Is Damian Pierce the bull? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Cheetah. Who's a rookie running back? He didn't play the whole season. He got injured. He got injured. What week? Fuck, like six or seven. Give me the first letter. B. This is an ambitious award, but... Brandon. No. What's the first name? He's a rookie. Brees. Oh, Brees Hall. Yeah. Fuck me, dude. He was... He... Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I feel like they both deserve... They might not have been the best running backs in the league this year, statistically. True. But they have bright futures. Very. Damian Pierce is just a monster. Put three guys in front of him. He doesn't care. Pause. He just he just goes straight over him. He just goes right into him. He just goes directly inside of them. Just penetrates right through the middle of he him. He just fucking... Mm. And Brees Hall... Yeah. I watched him yeah. make the Broncos look stupid. And it and made me did. really upset. They did. That boy was cooking. Cooking. Cooking no stove or skillet. Yeah. So, who do you, who do you got for yeah, mine's, Bull and Cheetah running back? I chose one. The best overall running back in the league. And who would that be? Uh, Austin Eckler. I'm going to have to disagree. For the best overall running back in the league? Yeah. Fantasy points. Don't know. He number one. Mm. Most touchdowns. Don't care. I actually think it's Jamal Williams that has the most rushing touchdowns. <laughs> but Austin Eckler has eighteen. That's impressive. Only nine hundred and fifteen yards, though. Not impressive. I mean, sure, it's not impressive. But like, whenever you look at Josh Jacobs, how many touchdowns did he have? Did he have eighteen? No, twelve. That's six less. I made that number up. I think it actually might be 12. I'm just like that. You're like that. So mine's Austin Eckler. Whatever. I don't really see something. I don't see anything that wrong with that answer. He did have 12. I'm You're kind of goaded. You're goaded with the sauce. Am I the, the new Junga? What? Jug, you hear that? Junga. Pulling hey, stats out of my ass. We're going right? to take a quick pause. Junga, if you're hearing us in Turks and Caicos, we miss you. We love you. We're glad you're helping the orphans, but come back home. Please come home. We miss you. Wake up. Wake up. And so back to wake up. Um, so we're going to go with the fourth award. And this is this might be one of my favorite. Ju- or Whoa. We were just talking about Jug, and whoa. I almost called you Jug. It's not me. Maybe I miss him too much. <laughs> we're going to go with the fourth award. One of the best. Mm. The big, juicy. Let me rephrase. 
The Juicy Big D. Player of the Year. Yes. Best defensive player that you can think of. The one that is just <coughs> the, the best D you can think of. Go ahead. I allowed my biases to get to me a little bit here. Yikes. But I also think that he is one of the best defensive players in the league, and I think that in the future he could potentially be the best hmm. You allowed your biases to get to you. Defense. You like the Broncos. I wonder who it could be. Hmm. Well, it's kind of funny that there's one clear choice that stands out because that just means that you recognize his talent. Vaughn Miller. Oh, yeah, he's on the Bills. Oh, shit, my bad. Love, love Vaughn. Love Vaughn. But this one goes to Patrick Sertain, the second. PS2, baby. He's, he's a good just, guy. He's just too good. He's a good guy. He was the, ranking-wise, he was the number two cornerback in the league this year behind Sauce. Gardner. Which is crazy because he's a rookie. Rookie. But Pat's only in year two also. My bad. True. So the, the future is bright for quarterback or quarterback, cornerbacks. cornerbacks in general. There's a lot of great cornerbacks this there year. There are. But he's he, he's only getting better from here. He barely even he barely even got targeted, and when he did, it didn't even matter. Even in that first game that we got blown out by the Seahawks, he he held fucking what's his name DK Metcalf to like forty yards. I mean, he's good. He's good. He's good. Good is good is good. You know. I had to. I had to give it to him. I had to give a shout-out to one of my Broncos because... Well, fuck Passertain. You know who mm. I got? Who do you have? You probably thought I was going to say Sauce motherfucking Gardner, didn't you? No. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to the next award. <laughs> For the Juicy Big D Award, Player of the Year. Excuse me. I got someone who had six interceptions. Justin Simmons? On only 12 games. No idea. Had a kidney injury midway through the season. Not midway, but a little bit longer through the season. That took him out of the games. Had 67 total tackles and was a rookie. Is it C.J. Gardner-Johnson? It's C.J. Gardner-Johnson, one of the best safeties this year. And he's a rookie. And he's a rookie. And he has six interceptions, which is tied for number one with like three other people. Yeah. All of the other players had 17 games. You know how many he had? 12. 12. Come on. That's These are crazy. rookies. That's, These are yeah. rookies. These are def- What's going on? Defensive, <laughs> defensive backs that are rookies are getting numbers like this. What the fuck? Do the rest of them just suck? I guess. Or are the rookies just... They're good. They're, they're coming out of college at another level. They're putting something in the water. That Alabama water man. I don't. I don't know where CJ came from, but I just know that there's a lot of Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Clemson, all those teams. Woo! Let's go Clemson. They're doing something over there. Yeah, no. This the Southeast is doing something crazy. I don't want to know, but my God, can they play football? Good God! I mean, they made a. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on to the fifth one. We got, or for the big Juicy D award, we had CJ Gardner Johnson and who else? 
Pat Sertain two, the second. Two just beautiful players. Mm-hmm. I would definitely put C.J. Gardner-Johnson over uh, uh, Garoppolo. Yeah. I'd put Sauce three tiers above him. I would blow Sauce like a lollipop. I didn't mean to say that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, I didn't, Let's I, rewind a little bit. I didn't mean it like that. That's, <laughs> not, that's yeah. not how I meant it. Um, so for the fifth award, <laughs> we're going with the no betting underdog player of the year. And I know who I'm picking. I know who I'm I know who I'm putting too. Does it start with a B? No. His first name? Yeah. Absolutely, it does. Does yeah. his last name start with a P? Oh, you already know that. So then we'll say it on three. One, two, three. Brock Purdy. Oh, I don't. There's not much that you can say. I mean, even if he sucks, this season will it'll still be in the record books for him. Yeah, seven and one, sixty-seven percentage, thirteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, one hundred seven average rating. And not to mention, he was the last pick he was mr irrelevant and not to mention he was a rookie rookie the fuck is in this water reese rookie mr irrelevant and he just granted the 49ers had some fantastic weapons but he took them by the reins and he said let's fucking go yeah i'm not even gonna listen you can talk a lot of shit about them or, or him or whatever but um like, he didn't play like a rookie at all. Even in his last no. game when they lost, he did not play like a rookie. I think even with a team with that many assets, a lot of rookies would fold under the pressure. Agreed. Because that has to be nerve-wracking. I mean, he Especially played, in the playoffs. He played against the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. The score was not blown out by any means necessary. He tore his UCL completely. And he went back in and, and played. And he went back in and played for the rest of the game. That's... He did, I, he didn't do anything while he was in, but he was out there on the field. Yeah. That I mean, you can't really ask much from a guy with a torn fucking ligament. In I mean, his what arm, are you gonna do in his throwing arm? What are you gonna do? Put McCaffrey in? I wish. Could have. Could have. Probably would have won. Kittle asked uh, Purdy on the sideline if he could throw with his left hand. He was like, "Hey, bro, are you ambidextrous?" I saw, I saw that on uh, mic'd up. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> Kiddo, man, I'd love to grow a beer with that guy. Come on the pod. He's a good dude. We're going to get him on at some point. We're going to. He said he was going to. Yeah. And he's a man of his words. So. I think it was on Madden. I was playing Madden, and I'm pretty sure he said, like, oh, I'm going on a podcast. I think I saw it in Dream or something. So Dream. Wake up. Wake um, up. And for the sixth, that's me slamming down my drink so everyone knows. For the sixth and probably most coveted award in the booze and lose repertoire. This is for the rumpiest. The dumpiest. The best. This is the booze and lose. Rumpy Dumpy. Player of the year. Hmm. Well, I know who I got. I know who I got. I know who I got. Does your... Oh, we got the same guy? There's a good chance we have the same guy. Does, Does he this- play for the Eagles? No. No. All right. Just had to get that out of the way. I know you're going to pick. Well, what? Well, damn. Let me go first real quick. My guy has 128 tackles. But what does his ass look like? He has 56 assists and two forced fumbles, and that ass is crazy. Mm. That shit is thick. All right. And he's not even a defensive lineman. He's a linebacker. And that ass is thick. 
He's also a two-time Rumpy Dumpy winner. I might be an idiot. Continue. Is your player on the Jaguars? Yeah. Not the Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then here, we'll run this whole back real quick. Do we have the same person? I think it's possible. What team is he on? I think he's on the Jags. Oh, so both of our player probably has 128 tackles, 56 assists, and two forced fumbles. We'll see it. We'll and see. two big old <sighs> cheeks on big him. Big cheeks. Huge cheeks. <sighs> we'll say it on three for the Rumpy Dumpy player of the year. The butt cheeks, the golden butt cheeks are getting mailed to you, to the winner. They're on the way. One. Two. Three. Boyasade Aluakin. The the rumpiest and the dumpiest. I just remember the first time I saw him. I think it was week two, man. I just looked at it after a tackle. He stood up. He said, boom, 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 boom. Bum, bum, bum. He looked like Moto Moto coming out of the water, and I said, "Oh my god, that's a rumpy dumpy ass cheek." It was a good one, you know what I'm saying, Reese? Oh, I know what you're saying. It it couldn't have been anyone else. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. He just he took over the whole attention of the screen anytime that he took the nation by storm. Dumpo came on. Oh, my God. He took the nation by storm. I've seen articles written about his ass. Yeah. Even in five short weeks, he won it twice. He and, won the Rumpy Dumpy yeah. twice. And that's a coveted award. It if is. he walked by me on the street, I would say, hey, yo. Not ma. Hey, yo, pa, you shit with that ass? Mm. And then I'd give it a slap. I don't give a fuck if he beat my ass. Let me get a look at that pot roast. Damn, boy. Mm. Let, me, let me put a thumb in that shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that has been the Booze and Lose coveted awards, the six awards, the QB, the running back, the receiver, the big juicy D, Mm. the underdog, and the rumpy dumpy of the year. It's been a crazy, crazy season. Crazy. Excuse me. Fuck. It's been a crazy five weeks. Honestly. Six weeks now, We've come a long ways, yeah. We have. But you know what's crazier? What's crazier? Football's not over. Oh, no, sir. It is not. It is far from over. Y'all must have thought that football was over because the NFL is ending. They thought we were done. What what, what could the Booze Mood podcast possibly do from here? Oh, oh, what could they do? The NFL is not on anymore. Are they just going to cover the the, the draft? (laughs) You're wrong. The Extreme Football League. Oh, baby. See, y'all are probably listening right now saying, what? The Extreme Football League? What the fuck is that? That's the XFL, baby. Mm. That's the next thing that we're going to start covering. Obviously, we're still going to cover the NFL news. We're going to cover the the drafts, offseason trades. What's going on in the league? But you know, we got we got about four to six months of nothing. What are we gonna do? Uh, review practices? No. There's something going on in those four to six months. But this weekend, tomorrow. Tomorrow. I mean, I guess it's today. Shit, you're right. Today and tomorrow, the XFL has games going on. Four Let's games. Fucking go. Two on Saturday. Two on Sunday. We're gonna go ahead and get into these real quick. Obviously, we don't have enough going on because we don't have the yeah we don't have the statistics. Um, but 
we're just gonna shit talk a little bit for about these games real quick. Just say which names we like better in reality. Honestly. So first game, we got the Vegas Vipers and the Arlington Renegades. Arlington Renegades are gonna be Renegades are gonna be our rivals. You'll see what our team is in just a moment. But uh, Arlington Renegades three point five favorites for the spread. I'm calling they win it by five. By yeah. five. By five. What nah, I'm betting they win it by at least a. I'm betting they win it by just at least a touchdown. What an odd score. Dude, I don't know. I'm not gonna guess the scores on these ones. I bet they're gonna kick a field goal, win it by three. So it's just gonna be three zero. What? It's just one field goal in the game. No. Oh. There's gonna be touchdowns and shit. I How many? I don't know. I told you I didn't make score predictions. I'm probably saying about nine. Seven to twenty. Seventeen to twenty. I'm saying forty nine to six. Against the Vipers? Yeah. Vipers? Worst team in the league. What do you know about the Vipers? Man, I guess we'll see. And then we got the <laughs> the the best matchup in the in the weekend. We oh, got this one's gonna go crazy. The Orlando Guardians versus the Houston Roughnecks. What the fuck is a Roughneck? I don't know what the fuck they are, and I don't know Sounds how the stupid. I don't know how they're three point five favorites on the spread. I got three, but Whatever. either way, they're still the favorite. Mine was on the DraftKings against, Sportsbooks against the Guardians. The Guardians? No way. There's no fucking way. I think Guardians take it by fourteen. The Orlando Guardians are gonna win by twenty eight. Uh, Guardians undefeated this season, calling it. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. After this, after this weekend, when we go one and zero, in all forty games, yeah, the Guardians aren't gonna lose a single one. Aren't gonna lose a single one. No and I'm sure. circling this right now so I can know which ones I'm choosing so that I can show y'all that I'm going four for four this weekend. We got the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the San Antonio Brahmas. The Brahmas. Yeah, I'm going St. Louis Battlehawks. I think they're going to be the one to go with. If you're Ben, if you were a Ben man, who would you pick? I suppose I would also, in all my vast knowledge of the XFL, I'd probably vote on the Battlehawks as well. I'm not going to lie. I don't know a single player's name. No, I tried to look at some death charts earlier, and it Couldn't was find just them. nonsense. Yeah. And then for the last game of the weekend, we got the Seattle Sea Dragons. What a goofy-ass name. And the D.C. Defenders. I'm going D.C. Defenders. I'm thinking everyone's sleeping on them this year. I don't know. They're the favorite to win, actually. They're not. They are. They're not. Yes. Seattle Sea Dragons favorited by 1.5. Absolutely not. It's 1.5 for the at Defenders. I'm looking right now. It's 1.5 Seattle Sea Dragons. Unless they changed it in the last fucking hour, which I they didn't. A completely opposite sports book. Which sports book are you using? I don't know. It's like CBS or something. Dude, nobody uses CBS anymore. <laughs> dude. That's such a grandfather move. If you were a betting man, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a betting soul. man, <laughs> if you're a betting man, I would put money. I'd probably put $10 on the Arlington Renegades to win, Guardians to win, St. Louis Battlehawks to win, DC Defenders to win. I don't know. I'd I put that say the Sea Dragons. I'd put that. Well, that's a wrong, that's nope. a wrong assumption. Nope. Yeah. It's going to be Seattle. I'd put it in as a four-way parlay. Circle it. Lock it in, betting boys. I don't know shit. I would love to talk more about the XFL, but honestly. I'm sure we'll have more to say next week after we see the games. It's a mystery to me. Yeah, I have no idea how it's going to look. I mean, we we could very well watch this and be like, damn, this is even better than the NFL. Or we could watch it and be like, yeah, I understand why no one watches this shit. 
Yeah. And why the why the tickets are twenty five dollars. <laughs> I I think it's gonna be entertaining. There's some there's a few different rules. And it, you the the coaches can challenge any play. Even like hmm. pass interferences and stuff like I that. I did see I did see that. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. So that could be interesting. Something like in the Super Bowl, like a little holding call in the fourth quarter with two minutes left Jeez. to go. They throw a little challenge. All I'm saying is that if you use DraftKings Sportsbook and you bet the four-way parlay on the Renegades, Orlando Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks, and Defenders, and you put $10 on it, you'd win 125 That's all I'm saying, though, baby. It's not a lot. That's all I'm saying. Mm. It's not bad, though. You know what I'm saying? That's I don't know what you're saying. That's $90 profit. Jeez. But hey, you know, that's all we can talk about this week. Obviously, NFL's over. We're going to be talking about the XFL. Uh, anything that happens in the offseason, we wish that we could talk with you more. We love the conversation that we're having, the dialogue. We've heard you saying, shut the fuck up the entire time at us while we're talking. Jug, we miss you. We hope Turks and Caicos is nice. Wish you were here. Listen, I've been one of your hosts. Big Breezy, so cheesy, so lazy. Would with the with the for breezy smelling mm, good mm, and i'm here mm. with just race man you know what it been this is the booze and lose podcast episode six we love you we care for you we hope you're doing great and we'll see you next week for episode seven Mwah.